0: all right let's get our bibles out tonight <clears throat> romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 8 we're going to be speaking on the subject tonight about walking in the spirit walking in the spirit boy I, when i when i was preaching this morning i think i could have lasted for three or four hours just telling stories about how good god has been to us and uh, i i just i was thinking about all the meetings and all the all the things that God has done for my family and I and our church and oh my goodness, it was just it's great to remember, isn't it? I uh, I might have to preach the rest of that message sometime. Well, let's talk about walking in the Spirit tonight. Let's go to Romans chapter eight, verses one through eight. Let's pray, Father. Thank you for this time. We love you. We pray and thank you for this great day that you've made that we can be one more day closer to seeing you and going to heaven. <clears throat> we pray that we would get the work done for the Lord Jesus. We pray for this property, that you would help us to maintain this and keep it beautiful. And may, may this be a place of spiritual power and spiritual truth and purity. I pray, God, that you'll bless us as we uh, just live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and preach and sing and witness in the Spirit of God. We pray and thank you for this book that's 100% Spirit. We pray and thank you that the word of God is spirit and truth and we worship you tonight the best way we can Lord, in spirit and in truth. And we pray that you'll help us as we turn our hearts towards you tonight. For the rest of this week we pray that you'll bless us in each and every family, each and every soul. Help us to calmly have peace in our hearts. Help us to be a, a, a folks that have a great, a great day tomorrow, tonight, and Now the rest of the week we pray that we'd have joy and the fruits of the spirit we pray that you'll just watch over us god and give us this christian life help us to live it to the fullest in jesus name amen Amen. romans chapter 8 verse number 1 through 8 says this there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit Notice the two contrasting ways that you can walk in this world. You can walk in the flesh if you want to, or you can walk in the spirit. Christians have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them, but Christians can also regard that as nothing and walk in the flesh. It's a choice that we make. So be careful of the choices that you make, but God wants us to walk in the spirit. You won't be condemned if you walk in the Spirit. Verse 2 For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, <coughs> condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Your living proof that God lives in you. Your living proof. Your proof that God exists. People say, Well, how do I know God really is speaking to me? Well, most of the time it's because a Christian's speaking to you. I tell people at the door. You know how to prove that God loves you and that he's trying to get your attention? No. How? I said, it's me, brother. I'm here talking to you. That shocks people. How do you know God wants you to go to church? Because I'm here telling you you should go to church. How do you know God wants you to get saved? Because I'm here telling you that you should get saved. (laughs) It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Spirit. The Spirit of God dwells in the hearts of uh, the bodies of of believers, and we walk in that Spirit. Look at verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, notice the contrast between Spirit and flesh in this whole Scripture. But spiritually minded people are thinking and acting in spiritual ways. Spirit to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you're going to live in the flesh, you're going to die. In fact, Christians die early sometimes. They get in trouble. They get addicted. They get into trouble and they do crazy things. But those that are spiritually minded, they walk with the Lord it's a lot better and it's life and peace let me ask you do you have peace in your heart tonight are you a christian at peace there are christians that don't have seem to have much peace they've locked it up somewhere else can't find it um i noticed that in the world that we live in there's a christian uh psychologists isn't that amazing i would rather have a christian talk to me than a worldly person. And uh, the problem is Christians really aren't supposed to have a whole lot of problems. Great peace have they, which love thy law, nothing shall offend them. I think Christians need to live in the spirit of God and let God ha- have you and, and uh, let, let him control your life. Uh, in almost every single aspect, there's, there's something to be gained by just thinking spiritually. All right, let's go to verse number seven. But the bible says in verse seven because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please god now how many of you want to please the lord i want to please him now the bible also tells us if you're saved you're not in the flesh let's look at that verse Uh, verse number nine says but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of god dwell in you and if you're saved the spirit of god takes up residency in your body forever you're not uh, you're you're not saved for a little while until you have a bad day we believe in this church in this bible eternal security it's a fact you don't have to make yourself Uh, have a certain level of spirituality and certain level of obedience in order to get to heaven or to hold on to your salvation well i almost lost it yesterday no you you almost lost control of your temper (laughs) but you didn't you didn't lose control of of your salvation because you don't have control of that Amen? amen god saves us and he saves us forever all right now Let's go to Genesis chapter four. I want to show you something sweet here. Genesis chapter, excuse me. I think it's chapter two. I, I'm, not, I got that a little, a little bit messed up. Uh, Genesis chapter two, verse seven. This is a fascinating verse in the Bible that God put in the Bible to explain our, I guess our, our makeup. You have a soul, and you have your spirit, and you have your body. And God formed man of the dust of the ground with his hands and with his, with his incredible, miraculous mind. He dreamt up and thought up and designed the human body. It was a fascinating thing, still is to this day. I, I know there's statistics of how many miles of blood vessels you have in your body, how many times your heart beats in a whole year, how many breaths you take, how many times you blink, how, how much your body cleanses itself and, and repairs itself. It's amazing. But look at this now verse 7. We are not just carnal beings. We are spiritual beings. Look at this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, So we do have an organic part to us. And look at this next phrase. And breathed into his nostrils. God breathed into Adam's nose. That's amazing to me. Adam was there completely lifeless. He didn't have life yet. He wasn't living that's amazing the handiwork of god he built adam and after his own likeness god has a body god actually the lord jesus christ was in existence before before he actually was born of of, uh, of mary so the bible says he came to earth he came in the flesh so jesus christ was with the father but now with mary he was born with a human body but now so you see that adam was made after god's own likeness that's why he has legs that's why he has a head eyes and ears that's what god has god has, god is not just some yeah. aberration spirit something kind of a like a, a some little form of light no he's a real person he's real And Adam was made right after his likeness. Now watch this. It says that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And what happened? Man became a living soul. Everything started working. By the way, if you lose your breath, you die. Did you know that? So he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now he hadn't sinned. There was no corruption. There was nothing wrong with his body. There was nothing at all wrong with him. He would have lasted forever and ever and ever. And it would have been the most wonderful thing. However, there was something that happened. God said to Adam. That if you eat of this tree. The day that you eat. Ye shall surely die. Now Adam lived quite longer after he sinned, didn't he? But. At the moment he sinned against God and, and Eve, what happened was that they both died spiritually. If you want to see what death is like, just uh, just think about you're doing something wrong. It, it just hurts. It, it causes pain. It, it, it's, it's terrible. And so death came. And sin entered into the world because Adam sinned. Uh, and pass that sin on death came in by sin and so death passed upon every single person the reason your days are numbered is simply because adam chose to sin you are related to him so his spirit died he was a walking dead man his body began to die did you know that his body became be, be, became imperfect and it began to deteriorate now it took a long time there was a day when some lived over 900 years. But now God said, now that's, that's, those days are over. Man shall not live more than 120. And so you can see that everybody is, has an appointment with that one day. That's because Adam sinned. But he died spiritually. Now, real quick, don't, don't lose me. The reason we live now is because a Christian, when, when you accepted Christ into your heart, you were born again by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit gave you a brand new birth of spirit. Now your, your soul is saved. You're, you're, you're going to last forever somewhere. You get a new body. But these people that have rejected God, rejected Christ, they're, they might be alive in the in the flesh, but they're dead spiritually, and that's what we see in our country today. More and more people are dead spiritually dead. They they have a time that they will live, in carnality, in the uh, the, the fleshly way of, of of thinking. The carnal mind is controlling them. Their bodies control them. They have no power over over satan but you and i because we have received christ as our savior we have the lord jesus living in us so a person that gets saved is truly born again of the spirit of god it's a wonderful thing and so you see you see adam here and god breathed into his nostrils and became a living soul but when he sinned he died and then god had to save him and adam couldn't get saved unless he had trusted in the provision that God gave him, do you know how Adam and Eve got saved? It's amazing, isn't it? The gospel was not preached as it is today, uh, but but you know you know how he got the gospel. Adam and Eve got the gospel. It's because God had a sacrifice that he made a, a tremendous blood sacrifice, and he killed animals and gave Adam and Eve skins, and they believed that that was a better more wonderful covering for what they'd done instead of being naked and running around with leaves they had they had animal skins to cover themselves that was a blood sacrifice so there's the picture of the minute gospel in the days of Adam and Eve they they were saved because they they trusted God they trusted they trusted in that sacrifice and that's why that's why even in Abraham's day that he built and not altered and started sacrificing uh, the blood sacrifice was built into the human nature they wanted to do something for the lord and it was natural for people to want to serve god and trust in the sacrifice so you see that that picture of the gospel is way back in the old testament so now we are spiritual people we're spiritual beings because adam and eve sinned they uh, they immediately died spiritually but now we are alive. Look at Romans 6 in verse 23. Let's go back to the book of Romans. We're in the book of Romans in Sunday school. It's wonderful. In, in chapter number 6, verse 23, the Bible says, The wages of sin is what? Death. Uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So one one, you earn it, and the other is a gift. And that is all by the Spirit of God. So when a person gets saved, he's born again. Turn with me please to John chapter number 3. Now here whenever I talk to a Roman Catholic, I always like to remind him or her that this priest came to Jesus. Now, in their mind, they think he's a Catholic. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't, I don't get into details like that. I just want them to think, here's a, here's, here's a priest and a, a rabbi, you know, he, he thinks Jesus is, is just a teacher. Let's look at John chapter 3. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, now watch this closely, he, was re- he knew that man's heart. It says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Isn't that amazing? Jesus was perceiving what he was thinking about. Because Jesus brought up the fact that that priest had to be born again. Don't ever be ashamed of the phrase born again. The news media makes us feel like we're just the off scouring of the world. Oh, one of them born again people. Yeah, I'm born again. Amen. Praise God for it. And I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, if it's a Bible terminology, I'm all, I'm all over that. Amen? I'm all over the word born again. So he said that this thief or excuse me this this uh, priest had to be born again nicodemus in verse four said unto him how can a man be born when he is old can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born i'm amazed at that question i don't know what he really meant by that but i think that he was old enough to understand that couldn't happen unless this guy was just really something really wrong with him did you really mean that uh, obviously he he didn't understand what being born again was amen. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered and he said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water that 's the natural birth and of the spirit that's the Holy Spirit in your bible is that is that uh word spirit capitalized yes. it should be because that's the only way you can get to heaven. you have to be born of the Holy Spirit of God. there you go, so now this, this man, he doesn't understand it, but Jesus explained it to him. <clears throat> he says, uh, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Do you understand then that we are spiritual people? Our spirits have been born again. Our souls have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are deteriorating some at a fast rate some of us have bodies now i don't know if i'm going to be able to do this but i was challenged the other day to do some stuff that i don't think i'm going to try <laughs> i used to be a gymnastics guy now the challenge is there but i just don't know if i should i have visions of my back snapping and oh, no. you know i have visions of breaking my bones and stuff my some of my boys were talking. I thought, I know I could do it, but I, I'm not sure if I could do it once and then say, "Okay, I did it. You know, visit me in the hospital, but I can't do what I did when I was twenty years old anymore. You understand, our bodies aren't made like that." Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm getting into that. <clears throat> so we're born again by the Spirit of God. Mankind is now. In the last days of very spiritual big warfare. Do you know we're in a spiritual warfare now? Did you know there are many spirits in the world today? There's many, many spirits. There's the spirit of the Antichrist. There's the spirit of the devil. There's all kinds of different spirits. It's not just one spirit of good and evil. Oh, my soul, there's a lot of different kinds of wicked spirits in the world. And uh, you know, just just the other day, there's another drug overdose. I'm telling you, there's so many people dying. And do you know what pharmaceuticals are? Some of them are good, but some of them are nothing but de- the devil's tools. Yes. There's so many drugs that are going around. By the way, don't ever experiment with it. Don't ever touch it. Get away from it. Don't ever get into the place where you might be offered any. Don't, do not touch that stuff. There's, there's fentanyl going around. I think it's more spiritual, uh, a big, huge problem spiritual, because there's the good medicines, but this stuff will kill you. If you can get it in your hands and your fingers, it'll kill you. That's how powerful it is. They say some of it's like maybe 50 to 100 times more powerful than anything else. The, the regular, the, people are overdosing in heroin. Young children, young children uh, in their teens are experimenting with this stuff. Not only that, but older people too. The last call I went on, there there was a a, a forty eight one. Well, in the morning it was a forty eight year old man, and in the evening there was a fi- a fifty year old man, and they they had they had not really understood the di- the severity and the danger. And I don't think it's just uh, a matter of poison. I think there's a spirit that goes along with those drugs. Now call me spooky if you want to, but uh, there's a lot of different spirits going around the world today. And there's some terrible, terrible things happening in our world, and it is spiritually spiritual wickedness in high places. By the way, just because just because marijuana is legal doesn't mean that you ought to be be free to do it. Yeah. And don't call it medicine. Oh, this is a big thing in, in Christian circles now. How offensive, you preachers! No, it was wrong a hundred years ago. It's still wrong today. Yeah. You got other. If it was medicine, how come they're not subscribing to it hundred years ago? They had it was it been around all that. It, it was a drug back then. It's a drug now. It doesn't help anybody. You say I know somebody that. Why do you know somebody that has helped uh, taking marijuana? I, I'm I'm just I'm just beating up on marijuana because you don't need it. That's right. That's right. I, you don't need it. I don't care how bad your body's hurt. They got better medicine than that. I just love it when I'm controversial. <laughs> I just love it because it, it was st- still wrong. Yes. It's by the way, what did God do with this earth when He cursed it? Anybody know? It starts with a W. It's a plant. Weed. Weeds. The Bible says weeds. What do they call marijuana? Weed. Weed. Duh! <laughs> you don't have to have a college education to know that it's a weed. All right, enough of that. Just want to hit that. Look at look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 with me. Oh, I'm never going to build a church with that kind of preaching. I'm sorry. Should I go back to flowers and unicorns and popsicles and... Uh, I'm I'm so sick of what the drugs are doing to our country. It's just heartbreaking. It really is. It's terrible. Uh, All right. Chapter 10, verse 3 in 2 Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ so we we, we are not in a carnal war we are in a big huge spiritual warfare today remember ephesians chapter 6 the ephesians chapter 6 tells us the christian's armor helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, our loins girt about with truth, uh, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. spirit. We have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. And I feel it. I notice it. I sense it. I'm in it. And I want you to know that you're in it too, no matter if you don't want to be or not. But I, I want you to know we're, we, we do have victory promised to us. But Satan, Satan is in this war as well. Now turn with me please to First John chapter number 4. There is a terrible war going on. You can see the uh, manifestation of it. Uh, it's very easy to see, especially in America today. We are fighting a terrible spiritual war in the high places of our government. It is a spiritual war. We are being attacked. Our our schools are being attacked. Our foundations of our society are being attacked. Everything's being attacked. But it's not not so much carnal. Uh, Everybody seems to be living their lives pretty much normal. We go to and fro and we go to the store and we pay our bills and uh, we do have a very wonderful country to live in, no doubt. Uh, I don't I don't have anybody come into my house, not, not, not like uh, the, old, the old days back in Bible days. They could come and just grab you and take you out and execute you. So as far as those, the carnal warfare, we're not in that yet. There have been wars, but our warfare is not carnal. It's bigger and deeper than carnality. It's spiritual. And I hope you're winning that war. Look at with me to First John chapter number 4, verses 1 through 3. Beloved, believe not every, what? Spirit. But try the spirits. Notice the lower case. The Holy Spirit is not the same spirit of the devil. The devil is carnal. The devil has a spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. So never, never worry about that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But try the spirits. Put them to the test. Try them. When you have a thought, when you have an idea, it's usually a spiritual thing. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Just because there's a book doesn't mean you have to read it. Just because there's a new, uh, a, a new fad doesn't mean you have to practice it. Just, uh, just because that the, there's something new and exciting and different doesn't mean you have to follow it. You know, the, the great things about the Bible are you never have to worry about truth because it stays the same all the time. Now, they say in, car, in uh, counterfeit money, those people that really know what a counterfeit 20 or $100 bill is is because they know the real one so well. They study the real one. They analyze the real $100 bill. They, they they know how it's made. They know the secrets of it. And those people that know the real $100 bill can spot a phony that fast. If you stay in your Bible, and you stay with the Spirit of God, and you bathe your heart with the Spirit of God, and you sing, and you pray, and you read the Bible, and you, you get these thoughts in your heart... And you know that, uh, <laughs> I had a fellow the other day, you know what he told me? He said, yeah, I baptized my wife in the bathtub. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I don't think he's, you know, I, I don't think that's really a big, huge issue, although I know it's wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, wonder about that a little bit. It's wrong, just because, that's not Bible baptism, You don't just take your wife and dunk her in the tub and say hey we're spiritual no you're not that's an ordinance for the local church Uh, and remember Philip they sent him out God sent him out you remember Paul he baptized a few people he wasn't so concerned with how many but see it's a a local church ordinance so you you can spot phony prophet that way too look at this It says, try the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Do you see the deity of Christ right there in that statement? Everybody see that? Okay, where did Jesus come from? He came from heaven, didn't he? Before he was born of of Mary, where was he? He was with the Father. Is that right? So when the Bible says a spirit that doesn't confess that Jesus is come in the flesh, they don't believe that Jesus is God. By the way, don't ever get fooled by the Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't ever let the Jehovah's Witnesses tell you that Jesus is just a son of God. The Mormon Church believes that the the uh, jove's witnesses believe that but we believe he's god in the flesh and that is very important doctrine today uh that that negates so many religions in the world and don't be uh, don't be intimidated by that at all thank god you know the truth because the holy spirit told you that the holy spirit gives you the truth look at verse number two hereby know ye the spirit of god Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Now, if the spirit of antichrist was in the world back in the days when john was writing his gospels what are we doing now where do you what do you think's happening in this world now it's getting deeper and more sinister and more evil because back then back then they had many false prophets now the antichrist what is that that's people that don't believe in jesus they don't believe in him they don't need him. They don't. They've completely rejected him. It's going to be a setup. Oh, it's just going to be lock in for the devil. The antichrist is going to come, and he's going to be mighty, mighty well at home, isn't he? He's going to have a whole array of nations that are going to say, "Welcome! We've been waiting for you." You know, they're looking for a military leader. They're looking for an economic leader. They're looking for a spiritual leader. They're looking for a religious leader economics and spirit and all that and he's going he's gonna to be able to foot the bill and he's going to be able to take care of all the needs of the world because they already belong to him and he's going to fit right in we don't fit you can spot a fake a mile away if you're a Christian if you walk with God there's a lot of false prophets in the world I was watching uh, TV one day on Sunday morning but I was in the Navy and I wasn't in church because I was traveling in an airport, okay? So you were wondering about that. So that's where you got your message, no. There's this, there's... My favorite preachers, yeah, I forget her name. No, but I was watching this monitor and I was waiting for a plane. I had to come home on leave and I was watching the Sunday morning garbage and uh, everybody was in the lobby and everybody was, you know, hustling to and fro and all. And I was looking up and I saw this guy with this microphone and he had a big, huge auditorium. And he was one of these faith healers. And I, I watched it for its entertainment value, really. And I was laughing and giggling. And you know, I was like, what an idiot. And I just uh, in, I didn't say it out loud, but uh, he had the microphone. He walked down the aisle and there was an elderly lady, a grandmother sitting right about there. And uh, he was asking, and what's your ailment? Oh, and oh, I've got a backache. And oh, I pray that the God of heaven would take that backache man away. And they, oh, thank you. You know, it was all just a big show. Okay. But what really got me was when he, met, he he came to the lady and she said, oh, I, I, I don't know if it was cancer or something, something you couldn't see. And he said, Just touch the hem of my garment. She reached out and touched his suit coat. That's blasphemy. That's absolute blasphemy. I just was so sick inside. And that's been going on all over. Listen, there are false, false Christs. There's false prophets. There's false religions. But we have the Holy Spirit. And I'm mighty glad we do. Because you can spot a phony. Now, the, the, the Lord is the holy spirit but satan is i guess you could say the smaller case king the smaller case king of all evil spirits and boy he's at work look at galatians chapter 5 we're going to finish up tonight i hope that you know that if you walk in the spirit it will be manifested by your actions by the way you talk with people your love of, of mankind will be evident and uh, you will have the peace of God. Those that walk in the spirit of God will, will have love and you'll, you'll be a friendly person. You'll be strong. And God, God wants us to have the spirit, the fruit of the spirit manifested in our lives. Look at Galatians 5 and 17. Let's go there real quick. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Now, that word lust is uh, another uh, word to describe extreme desire, extreme want and desire. So, the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Let me say this. Your body doesn't want to serve God. Mm -hmm. Just be honest. You've got to have control of your body. Your old man doesn't want to go to church. It doesn't want to pray. It doesn't want to read the Bible. Your old flesh, your old man, your adamic nature, your old nature. It just wants to have pleasure after pleasure, fun after fun, money, needs met, all that, nothing but just have a good time. Um, and, and I'm not saying that everything that's fun and good is is wicked. That's not what I mean. But your body does need time to to take take aside and, and have a little vacation. Nothing wrong with that. But I heard a preacher say, if you live to do that, that's wrong. But if you do some of those things in order to stay alive and to have a break, even Jesus took a break, didn't he? Okay, so the flesh lusts against the spirit. You're never going to be the kind of Christian that you need to be if you follow your body all the time and do whatever your body wants. And the spirit against the flesh. God wants full control of your body and these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would but if you be led of the spirit you're not under the law okay so it says the works of the of the flesh are manifest so how do you know if somebody's not walking in the spirit now i don't think you can always tell if somebody's saved i don't not by just their actions But if you if you spend time with somebody and you ask them questions and you and you let them confess and talk, you can usually tell uh, within a certain degree of of clarity, not always. Some people lie, but we're not we're not out here to be judges. But but, you know, there's a lot of people that you can you can generally get by their by their um, uh, confession to you about Jesus Christ that you can generally believe that, they're, that this sounds like a saved person, okay? But you can also tell, and sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you can tell, like, I think that person needs to get saved. You know why? Because they're manifesting the fruit of the, of the, of the flesh. Look at it. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness that's not not washing your hands that's a spiritual uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings and such like of the which i tell you before as i've told you in time past they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god now we're not judges you know, well, one day uh, a family or a, a couple in our church, um, San Diego, were having a lot of trouble. They were about ready to get a divorce. And this 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 young man was uh, he he was beating his wife. So one day I went over and I had read um, that um, you know if you have hatred in your heart, you're in darkness. In other words, you're living in darkness, and so if you hate somebody, you just hate them without a cause. That's an indication they might not be saved. So I went over to his house and I talked with him, because he had just uh, she had just left him and separated for a little while, and and so uh, I went over to his house, and I talked to him a little bit, and I told him I said I, th- I think I you know what your problem is. Uh, you're, you're beating your wife because you hate her and I said you hate her because you're not saved and the Lord used that because truly he wasn't saved he did get saved and uh, he changed and he got baptized and they got back together and they lived for a long time as man and wife very happy and these manifestations of, of of the flesh are very dangerous but now look at this in verse 22 it says the fruit of the spirit is what love and joy and peace and long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there's no law see the difference of the spirit and the flesh if you're walking with god you're going to have a lot better life things are going to go very much better for you we need to walk in the spirit lastly Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to finish here. 1 Peter chapter number 2 verse 1. I'll never forget people looking at me like something really was wrong with me. I had gotten saved. My countenance was different. I talked to people different. I talked to my brother differently. He was pretty happy about it. I was a scoundrel. But after I got saved, I looked over at my brother and I thought, what am I doing treating him bad? He's my buddy. You know, to this day, he's, so, he's one of my closest friends, although he lives in Oregon. I, I don't get to see him enough, but wherever we get together, we pick up like old times, right? We still tell the same jokes and we have the same things that we talk about. And it's just, it's just such great... Now, I didn't have that before I got saved. Let's look at this. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to finish up here. Walk in that spirit. Walk in the Holy Spirit. Verse number 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby... If so, be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a what? Spiritual Spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We are spiritual people. We have been born of the Holy Spirit. And we can manifest God in us. We can manifest his joy, his comfort, his love. Man, I I've, I've found that God has put some love in me where I never, I didn't even know where it came from. All of a sudden I, I found myself uh, just expressing a, a deep love for people that before I didn't have as a Christian we should walk in the spirit. Tonight, let's walk in the in the depths of the Holy Spirit. Let's bow our heads for prayer.